0: And that was me. I don't know if you thought I have a twin. No, that's actually me. If you guys want to do video announcements, man, I, am, I will train you, I will teach you, or if you just want to be a host, that's great too. Uh, it's, it's always funny because I'm always wearing something on there that I'm not wearing here because I recorded it a day or two ago, so it's, it's funny. Um, today is a great privilege and honor of mine I, I, uh, to introduce some, some of our family back to us. Uh, as a church family, we uh, support missions. And we, we faithfully give to, to people all the way around the world. There is, I don't know, there's like probably 20-some family members that don't go to our church. They're an extension of who we are in the rest of the world. And uh, Bob and Barb Van Wick are here to, to share what we're doing in Botswana. So would you stand with me as, as a form of honor as we welcome them? Just give them, give them a, make them feel welcome with me, would you? Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. It's so great to be back in Huron, South Dakota. Once every four years we make it up here and it's it's great to be with our family, the Hills and our extended church family here. Thank you for your faithfulness. You have blessed us over and over again. God is using you. And sometimes when you bring your missions offering every week, maybe you don't feel like that, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. God is moving through you, and we get to share just a small part of what he's doing in our corner of the world over there in Botswana. But first of all, I want you to meet. Do you have those slides, Keziah? Are they working? There we go. Our family, Um, our kids aren't with us today, but I'll introduce them to you real quick. Austin's our oldest. He's 23 years old, and he is hoping to go to medical school real soon, so he's studying real hard for that. Stephanie's our daughter, 19 years old. She's just finishing her first year at Southwestern Assemblies of God University in Texas. And uh, we made a quick trip down there this week just to, she said, she's had a role in a play on Thursday night, and she said, Mom and Dad, I really want you to be there. So what do moms and dads do? You get in the car on Wednesday, you drive 12 hours, you see the play, you drive back the next day because it's what we do, right? Those we love. it It was great. We loved it. And then Cameron, our youngest, is 16 years old. And he is um, in 10th grade this year. It's his one year of American high school experience because when we're overseas, he goes to a boarding school in Kenya, the Rift Valley Academy, which is a missionary kid's school. They have about 500 missionary kids there, and they've been educating um, MKs for over 100 years. So he just thrives spiritually and academically and socially. (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) So um, we're real blessed that he gets to go there. So Bob and I have been married for 28 wonderful years and um, loving what God is doing in and through us. And we're just so honored and humbled. It's always an adventure with Jesus, isn't it? If you're bored in your faith walk, it's not because the faith walk is boring. I challenge you, step out. There's an adventure waiting because God just has so much, so much goodness in store for you. Now, go ahead to the next slide, Kaziah. Here's where we live in Havaroni, Botswana. This is the country about the size of Texas, but it only has about 2.3 million people, very sparsely populated because of the Kalahari Desert that is there. And uh, God has called us. Man, it's too long of a story. I don't have time to tell it today. But uh, he surprised us with ministry to children in Botswana. He very specifically directed our attention and our energies to raise up this young generation that are the true national treasure of Botswana. They harvest diamonds. I don't know if you know that about Botswana. They produce 22% of the world's diamonds. And 50 years ago when they discovered them, it completely economically transformed their nation. With that kind of resource. But the kiddos, this is where the spiritual transformation is coming from, through the children. And it's our honor to partner with you to reach them. You're gonna hear all about that this morning. And um, we just, every week we share the story and we're just excited all over again. So the three things that we focus on we evangelize and we equip and we engage. And we evangelize through, primarily through gospel evangelistic ministry in the schools. You see that slide there? There you go. This is an opportunity God gave us to go into primary schools for 10 minutes a week, share the word of God, and it brings transformation. You can see me in this next slide. there at one of our schools. There's about 600 children in front of me. And the next slide, there is um, those those same kiddos in the next one. There's Bob out in a village, which you're going to hear a lot about this village this morning. But we... Wow, to see what God is doing in and through the kid, through the kids, through the teachers by the power of His Word, and uh, it's not just us. If you go to that next slide in a minute, this one is Kids Crusade that we do um, when teams come over. Especially, we go out to the villages where they're saying, "Please come, help us. We have so many children." We go out and they put up a tent, and it fills it with hundreds of children, and we get to share the love of Jesus, and it's so exciting. Because they just, they're just, they just so hungry. And to feel the love of God and his love for them, it's powerful. If you come and visit us, we'll go out and do a children's crusade in the villages. We do the GEMS ministry not by ourselves. That would never work. We equip. That's what we do. And, and you probably know in, in the DNA of Assemblies of God World Missions, we equip. We come alongside a national church to raise up laborers for the kingdom of God. It can never just be a missionary couple doing their thing. If it is, it won't last. But when you raise up nationals and equip them, then... Anything is possible. And all the guys in hard hats up there, that's our leadership team that God brought to us. Four high capacity national people that are highly educated and highly passionate for Jesus and the expanse of his kingdom. And um, if you go to the next slide, you'll see this is a group of 24 that we trained to go into the public schools. Botswana has 803 public schools. We're in five of them now, about 10 of them now. They've doubled since we've been home on furlough. And um, With just the five schools, that was 3,500 children a week that were hearing the word of God every single week. And now they've expanded as they're going out. Our goal is to raise up people just like that to reach all 803. We need teams of three in every school. So we're talking about over 2,000 national believers that we are looking to raise up. And we know, in my own mind, that seems impossible. But through the power of the Spirit... All things are possible. And uh, we just ask you to, if you can remember those blue shirts, those, all those folks in the blue shirts, will you pray with us for them specifically? They're the seed. They're the seed. They're the first group that we've raised up to go out into the schools. And God's spirit needs to stay mighty upon them and fan into flame that passion that they have to remove every obstacle that would keep them from being faithful in their local schools every week. They need the prayers of the American church. Will you pray with us? They've set aside, they said every Wednesday, we're going to fast and we're going to pray for gems to go nationwide. And so we've just been challenging people um, would you join us in praying 10 minutes a week on a Wednesday? And if it's not exactly 10, don't worry. Would you just set aside some time on a Wednesday to pray for gems and those folks in the blue shirts in Botswana? We just thank you so much because God is using those prayers. Another way that we engage is um, engaging here with the American church while we're here for Africa's children now. Africa's children um, it's one of the top three ministries of Assemblies of God World Missions in Africa. Because as of today, 41% of the continent is under the age of 15. Guys, that's 380 million children. That's more than the entire population of the U.S. It's children. And the, national, the international statistics are saying by 2030, Africa will be 50% children. A half a billion It's no wonder that God called Bob and I to take his word to the boys and girls because not only is it affecting Botswana, word of what we're doing in GEMS has spread through the continent and they're translating the program into Swahili and Portuguese and French. That's all coming up because it's a powerful way to get God's transformational word into the lives of boys and girls. The time is now for Africa's children. And so we we thank you so much for your partnership and praying with us for that. Now, another aspect that, of our ministry that's happening, when we get back to the field, we'll head back in, in September, uh, we're going to start to lead a base camp in Botswana. And this is where, for all those folks that God is raising up across America to do missions in Africa, you can't just take someone who's never lived in Africa and send them to an unreached people group and say, okay, go. That doesn't work very well. They end up packing up and coming home. But... If you send them to a base camp, we can train them up. We'll go ahead and run that video.
2: Africa, Africa, we see you. So much pain, so much darkness. Where is the hope? Where is the light? The Lord has not left Africa. His hand is not too short to save. He has not been silent. Listen. He is calling a generation, gathering His sons and daughters, His torchbearers, darkness defiers, prison breakers, bringers of the dawn, the time is now. Will you answer the call? Will you join us?
1: All of us in Africa World Missions are praying for God to raise up laborers because the task is huge. And we need people to say, yes, Lord, I am willing to go and, and to take that step. And there may be some here who God has been tugging at your heart for missions to be boots on the ground. In Africa, if that's you, talk to us. We can help you take the next step. But people are going to come to us for base camp, they'll stay with us for about 9, 10 months, and we will teach them how to live in Africa, how to thrive in Africa, how to do ministry in the African context. And when they graduate from our base camp, they'll be ready to be sent out all over the continent, wherever God has called them to go. So uh, we will we have information for you back at the table. We can help you take the next step. It may be our base camp. It may be in, there's nine more across the continent. We'll get you in the right place where you can be equipped for the, the passion that God has put on your heart. So thank you for... Um, Praying with us, whether it's you or not, we're all called to pray, right? We're all called to pray, Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers. And we believe God is answering that prayer. Finally, we need to—we love staying connected with you. This is old school right here. Old school prayer card, never gets old. Grab a new one. You need an updated one for your refrigerator, for your Bible, because this reminds you to pray for us. We can't do what we do without prayer. Uh uh-uh. We cannot It will not flourish. It will not bear lasting fruit. But when we pray, God moves, and then there is lasting fruit, and we make him famous all over Africa. So thank you for praying for us. Those of you that have smartphones or a computer, which is probably most of us, we now have an AGMD app. Did you know that? Have other missionaries told you about it? No, I'm telling you, this is the most amazing thing. Download the AGMD app. Go to your app store, download it, or you can also just get on your computer, go to agmdorg u Wyck. It'll bring up our page, which is this next one, Keziah. It'll bring up our page, and you can click that blue button right there that says "Join us in prayer." It'll give us a message that someone else has said, I hear you. I feel you. We're going to pray. And it doesn't tell us who you are, so don't worry. You're not being exposed to all the world. It just says someone else has listened to the Holy Spirit. They're going to they're gonna partner with you in prayer. They're drawn to your ministry. And then we put, out, we put out prayer requests. We try to do it every week, tell you what's happening this week. We're traveling here. We're here on First Assembly this morning. Pray for us. It is, it'll come up on your phone when we put that out there. There'll be a blue button to click that says, I prayed. And guess what happens when you click that button? Our computer dings and says, someone prayed for you. We love it. We love it. It's a way to interface with with the partners all over America who are standing with us and believing. It encourages us. That little ding, it encourages us. And so if you want to uh, be more connected, that page will also give you access to our Facebook page, um, newsletters that we upload there. We'd love to be connected with you that way. So go ahead and jump on there and download our app. And... Uh, we just, again, thank you so much for your partnership and your faithfulness. If you ever wonder, are we making a difference? Yes. This missions basket right here, your prayers, they're making a great difference as we partner together to make Jesus famous in Botswana and beyond. Amen? Thank you so much.
3: Well, as Barb said, we're very thankful uh, to be here today, uh, to see our partners and to connect with you again, and we do see you as partners. This is, not, this is not the Bob and Barb show, this isn't just us going out, but we are partners together, as you have invested in, in, in the ministry in Botswana. Paul talked about that in Romans 10, didn't he, he said, uh, how can they hear unless someone tells them? How can someone tell them unless they go, and how can they go unless they are sent? And so that's where that partnership comes together. You are sending us, but we also, as Barb said, covet your prayers, because without prayer, we're dead in the water. If you would come to me this morning and say, I've got a $10,000 check or whatever size check you have, or I'll, I'll commit to praying with you, for you, I'm going to take your prayer every time. Because God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I'm not worried about, I mean, I'm going to do what I can to and, We have a budget to raise, but you know what? God's going to supply that. And he'll speak to hearts about that. But we have to have prayer. That is our, that's the foundation. You know that as a church. That's why you have a special prayer night, because you know that's the foundation of anything that takes place. You're not going to reach this community without prayer, without intercession, without God moving in that spirit realm. And so we covet your prayers greatly. And thank you for partnering with us so faithfully over the last uh, uh, 10 years. We're privileged and honored that you're, uh, that you're a part of the team and, and that you're with us. So this morning, I know that uh, Pastor said that you are, you're getting ready to take your final faith promises. This morning, I'm just going to share a story with you, a testimony, if you will, of what God is doing in Botswana. And I realize that I can't share with you all the testimonies that we have but let them be representative of, what, of of how you continually faithfully sow into the kingdom of God as you are because these stories the story I'm going to tell you today is just representative of what's taking place as you continue to invest in, in reaching the lost around this world. It's just representative, but I, I pray that today at the end of the service you'll be encouraged, but you'll also be challenged. God what what are you asking me to do and continue to do as, as I sow into your kingdom, as I participate in your kingdom? As, before I begin, I want to take a scripture. I want to take this scripture out of uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. We know this, uh, we know this passage very well. Especially being from, from this part of the, the country. We know this in, in Iowa in South Dakota you know this as well. This is a scripture starting in verse 10 of Isaiah 55. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Now the Lord's setting us up here in verse 10 and now we come to verse 11. Here's the application. It is the same with the word from my mouth. I send it out. Now, look at these three things it always produces fruit, it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Those are three incredible promises. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. It will prosper everywhere I send it. Ten minutes a week. What is ten minutes a week? It's hardly anything, is it? Because when you think about it, it's it's hardly anything. It's not even a drop in there. It's not a tenth of a week even. There's 10,080 minutes in a week. And with our GEMS program, we go into a primary school for just 10 of those minutes. That's all. Now, I don't know about you, but I easily waste 10 minutes a week. There's just 10 minutes a week that, that it's gone before I even realize it. Whether it's looking at Facebook whether i'm doing a, a, an internet search and i get lost on some little rabbit trail or whether it's just staring blankly at a at a television screen there's something that i do that that i just waste and i go to a primary school and we ask them for one of their morning assemblies the, the schools in Botswana meet on monday, wednesday and friday for 10 minutes to give the school announcements and we found out that the, that the government would allow us to go in and share the gospel. Huh. In a public school. Now there's an idea. So I thought, Lord. And, and God gave us a vision to set up these, these, this outreach into the primary school. So I remember it was, a, it, was a, it was a Tuesday morning. We were in, in June of 2014. I'm driving 45 minutes from our home. The national pastor is sitting beside me in the Speed Delight Light vehicle. We're going to his village because he has a primary school where his church is, and, or, in the same village where his church is, and, and he wanted this program to come to his village. So I pull, we pull into the campus of this school, and it's a school of about 850 children. But when you pull onto the campus, let me describe it this way. You've ever been in a meeting where the tension in the atmosphere was so thick, you could almost cut it with a knife? You know what I'm talking about? That's what I felt when we drove on this campus. It was a, there was a heaviness. There was just an oppressive atmosphere. And it was typical of many other African African schools. The, the facilities were run down. Nobody was very happy. The teachers had an impossible job. They, they usually had a minimum of 40 children per class. Usually it was 50 or 60. If the, if the, if the school copier was was working it wouldn't last very long and usually they sat in the corner collecting dust because once they broke down there wasn't any money to fix it. There's overcrowding as you can imagine with such large classes and so at least four or five different classes have to meet outside because there isn't room for those individual classes. So they're always sitting under the trees or they're sitting out in the sun if it's cold to try to to try to learn something. The teachers with this impossible job, as you can imagine, the morale is very low. They're not very happy, and the children, of course, they're under this pressure and this strain and, and and they're just they're just being kids in that situation. They're not well behaved. They're it's hard. I remember sitting across the desk from 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 the school principal as I'm explaining, and, and, and she's hard. Her face is just stone. There wasn't a smile. She, she, there was the cordial greeting, but, but nothing in her countenance was warmer, inviting. And As I explained just in the few minutes that I had, just what we wanted to do and, and, and how we wanted to tell a Bible story, relate it to the children's lives, and then pray for the kids and do that all within 10 minutes of time. I couldn't read her expression and and, and I would not have been surprised if she had said, thank you for your time, but you can leave now. And I was shocked when in that same hardness with a monotone expression and, and, and voice, she says to me, we need what you have. Can you start next Friday? Yeah. I think we can start next Friday. And I was there on Friday. And the following Friday. And the Friday after that, and week after week, I'm showing up on Friday. I'm leaving my home at 6.30 in the morning, going through rush hour traffic, getting on the other side, getting out into the village by 7.20. Usually by 7.35, 7.40, I'm finished. And now I can go back home. And for the other four primary schools that we were in during that time, as we had started about the same time, we were getting some positive feedback. There were some good things that are happening. And, 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 and you know, teachers and, and, and the school principals especially were responding and saying, you know, keep coming back. We like what you're doing. And, 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 but this school, nothing. It was just hard. That same oppressive atmosphere every time. And finally, three months in, I'm, I'm driving out on a Friday morning and, you know, I'm always praying for the schools. But that morning, I, you know, when I'm going out to that school, especially because it's 45 minutes, I'm just praying all the way out there. And that morning, I'm, I'm, I'm discouraged. Lord, I'm not seeing anything. It's like, I'm just, it's like the you know, the heavens are brass. It's like I'm just speaking to a wall. Did I miss this school? Should we have gone somewhere else? What? And the Holy Spirit reminded me some things now I'm starting to know about these schools. And, 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 and I'm learning what the culture is like there. And, 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 and the challenges that are in the school. Botswana calls itself a Christian nation but we all know that calling yourself a Christian and being a Christian are two different things right so in the name of Christianity they they have their children sing a Christian song before every assembly and they will also recite a lord the a prayer of some type, it might be the Lord's Prayer, it might be the 23rd Psalm, just something that's memorized, but you don't have to be there very long to realize it's just, it's just words that you're repeating just by rote. You know, it's like saying the Pledge of Allegiance for the 800th time. It's just, it's just words by that time, it's, it's, there's no meaning behind it. And so as I traveled and I observed that and and my prayer became that morning, God, they're saying the right things. But they don't know who they're saying them to. They're praying to a God that loves them, that wants to deliver them from a culture of death and destruction. But they don't know you. So I prayed this prayer. God, would you break through? Would you break through... And let them know that there's a God in heaven that loves them. That there's a God that really cares for them, that wants to deliver them and give them a hope and a future. Well, I showed up at the school that morning, and and here's the kids. It's a typical morning. I'm standing down by the kindergartners. They're all lined up in their lines. Here's the kindergartners, first graders, second graders. All the way down and way down on the end are the sixth graders. That morning, they chose to sing the song, Cast Your Burden. And it comes to the, to the chorus, and the chorus has actions. And they're supposed to raise their hands in the air, higher, higher, lift Jesus higher, then stomp their feet in the dirt, lower, lower, stomp Satan lower. Well, you know, the kindergartners, they don't learn English until about second grade. So they don't know the meaning of these words. They don't even know the song is, so they're usually looking all around. They're still trying to figure out what's going on. And there's the sixth graders way at the end. The sixth graders, you know, they're the seniors of the primary school. So that kid stuff, that's too cool for me. I'm not going to do that. And the fifth graders, they want to be like the sixth graders because they're cool. So the fifth graders are thinking, if it's too cool for the sixth graders, it's too cool for me. So, it's usually the 2nd through the 4th graders, they're the ones that are usually participating. But this morning, God answered prayer. Because as they started to sing that song, as they started to lift their hands, I have never witnessed a shattering and a changing of the atmosphere like I witnessed that morning. It's like you—you know what it's like when a storm is blowing in. You know how how it gets oppressive here sometimes when 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 you've just gone through a really hot spell, and you're standing there and you see the clouds in the west and you see the front coming. And you know it could be a little rough. You can see the lightning, and the tornado warnings are out, but you can see it sweeping in, and all of a sudden it sweeps in. And instead of that south wind, you know there's that stillness, and all of a sudden that storm sweeps in, and the wind comes up, but there's that definite change of temperature. Your temperature drops like a rock. And all of a sudden, and and you know we've experienced that in the Midwest. And i got to tell you, it was, it was almost like that. Except instead of the roughness, and it was the presence of God that came in. And instead of that oppressive atmosphere, all of a sudden there's a freedom now that has enveloped this school. And now the children... From the smallest kindergartner to the toughest sixth grader are singing this song, higher higher, lift Jesus, higher, lifting their hands. They're stomping Loa, Loa, stomp Satan, Loa, and God is sweeping through. There is joy on the faces of these children for the first time. There is peace in the atmosphere. And as this is taking place, now the choking dust is coming up because they're in the dirt. It is so thick. I'm standing by these kindergartners. I can't see the sixth graders on the other side. I'm not lying. I couldn't see them. But nobody cares. Nobody cares. The joy on their faces as they realize for the first time That they're not just singing to the air. They're not just saying words because this is what we do in Botswana. There is a God in heaven that loves them. And he's making a difference. Their joy on their faces was contagious. But that didn't stop just with the the students. Because usually (laughs) the teachers... They're usually standing in the back. they've got their arms crossed. They're waiting for that preacher man to get done preaching so they can go back to their classes. They're whispering to each other, and they're just but that morning, the Holy Spirit came and he moved in them. That morning, several of them now start singing and lifting their hands with the kids. You know, I love, I love. We love our African brothers and sisters, and there's something in that culture that I really enjoy, and that is when they are filled with joy, their way of expressing joy is just a dance. Yes, hey, dance, and I love it. I love to see them dance. And that morning, two of those teachers were so filled with the joy of the Lord, they came in front of those kids, and they started dancing in front of the kids, just spontaneous Dancing and then standing in front of my kindergartners would always be the school principal. Never heard her say a kind word. It was always rough. She never smiled. She was just this rock-hard stone, just harsh. That morning, as God's spirit filled that place, I saw her start to bounce. (laughs) Next thing I knew, her toes were off the ground. And a smile came on her face. God brought transformation to a school that was bound in darkness. That the chains had held them bound. But that day they were set free. And I can tell you, because I continue to go back, that, it, that the harshness, the oppression never returned. Today they will tell you. In fact, they told me last June, just before we left, they said, Pastor, when you came to us, we were in Egypt. In other words, we were slaves in bondage. But you brought us to the promised land. That's what we have done together. In ten minutes a week. It's just 10 minutes a week. It's just Friday morning for 10 small, inseg- seemingly insignificant minutes. Why? Why? Because when the Word of God goes out, it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all that he wants it to. And it will prosper everywhere he sends it hallelujah hallelujah even in the most insignificant ways it always produces fruit it always accomplishes what he wants it to it will prosper everywhere he sends it nothing is insignificant to him now I want to just turn this just for a moment What about us? What about us? Sometimes God has told me to do things. And I've come up with excuses. God, I need this. I need more time. I need... I. And I have not done what God has asked me to do because I had my excuses lined up. And sometimes all he wants me to do is just give him what I have. I think of Jesus, and, and here's Jesus. The people have come to him, and, and the Bible tells us that there were 5,000 men alone that day, not counting the women and children. There was probably twelve to 15,000 people there that day. It's the end of the day, and... The teaching is over, and now he's ready to send them home. But before he sends them home, he doesn't want them to faint on the way. They're in the middle of the wilderness. And he turns to his disciples, feed them. Feed them before they go home. Well, there's no Walmart. There's no fast food around. How are they going to do that? And Jesus isn't relenting. He's not saying, I was only joking. No, he he's serious. What are they going to do? And there's a little boy whose mom remembered to pack him a sack lunch that day. But remember, this is just a little boy's lunch. Five loaves, two fish. Just a little boy's lunch. And he says, Here's my lunch. Now I know I would have been like the rest of the disciples and would have said, Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, thanks. And Andrew even says, We've got five loaves and two fish. He says, We've got a little boy's lunch here, <laughs> but what's that? You can hear the sarcasm in his voice, you can f- hear the disbelief. And Jesus says, That's enough. Seat the people. <laughs> and he takes the faith of a little boy five loaves, two fish. He says, That's enough. The face of 12 to 15,000 people, that's as, that's as insignificant as 10 minutes a week. He says, "That's enough." And he starts breaking and start passing it out. The Bible says, it doesn't say that everyone got a snack that day. everyone got a take No, everyone got as much as they wanted. And there were 12 baskets left over from five little loaves and two little fish, a little boy's lunch. Jesus took it, broke it, and multiplied it. Sometimes he just wants us to take that step of faith. Because he wants to break it. He wants to multiply it for his honor and for his glory. Because when his word goes out, it always produces fruit. It will always accomplish what he wants it to accomplish. It will prosper wherever he sends it, even in something as significant as five loaves and two little fish in the face of the masses. What's he asking us to do? What's he asking you to do? Nothing is insignificant to the Lord. We were only in five schools the last four years. They're already up to ten. Schools have told us, they said, you know what, we need more of what you have. So you know what we get to do now? We get to put Bible clubs on each one of those campuses. I've written through two years. I've got one more year of curriculum left to write, and when I go back, I'm going to take each one of those lessons and write that curriculum for those Bible clubs. seems so insignificant. But the leadership with Africa's Hope has come to us and said, we can use this across Africa. That's why we want to translate it into French and Swahili into Portuguese, three main languages on the continent. To me, it's smaller than five loaves and two little fish. Never set out for that. Just doing what God called us to do. What's God calling you to do? Nothing is insignificant to him when it's done for him. What's he calling you to do? Father, thank you for your faithfulness today. I thank you for these partners who are helping us to reach Africa. To reach the ones you don't want to be left behind. The ones that today are vulnerable. They're bound and they're in a culture of death and dysfunction. But Father, because of faithfulness of your partners father your word is going forth and your word is making an impact because it never comes back void it always prospers it always accomplishes the purpose it always produces fruit and I thank you for these partners and I pray today that they are encouraged I pray, Father, that they'll see that that, that even the sacrifices they're making, Father, you are using it to expand and to move your kingdom and to advance your kingdom. And it's just representative of how, how, how the other gifts that are given to other ministries continue to go forth in power. So encourage your people today. Build their faith today. And I pray, Father, that, that when they go from here, they'll know that you are moving and working in your power even yet today. But, Father, there may be somebody here today. And as was prophesied earlier, Father, they, they saw their seed this morning, the seed of your word that was planted within. They saw it crack. And Father, today they, they, they're they responding to you. Maybe you, you've been in that oppressive atmosphere and this morning God has broken that oppressive atmosphere over you. Or maybe you're here this morning and you haven't had peace or hope in your life, but this morning you're sensing it right now. As God is wanting to do that new work in you and and remove the old and bring in his new. If that's you today and you're ready to turn from your sin and follow Jesus, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want everyone to stay that way. Keep your heads bowed and eyes closed, please. This is just between each of us and, and, and the Lord. But if that's you today and you need that new life, you're going to allow that seed to crack you. You're ready to receive his new life that's planted in you. You're receiving the word this morning. You're receiving his truth today. You're making a choice to serve Jesus today and receive his life that no one can take away. And I just want you to respond to the Lord today by raising your hand to him. Just putting your hand up and saying, Lord, that's me. Yes, anyone else today? That's me. Yes. You can put your hands down after you raise them. Anyone else this morning? God loves you. He sees your hand. Yes, anyone else today would say, that's me. Hallelujah. At least four of you have raised your hands this morning. Anyone else? Hallelujah! Let's put. If you haven't put your hands down, you can, unless you're just raising it to Him. You can. You can keep that. But I want all of us to say this prayer together. But those of you that have raised your hands, say this prayer from your heart. He hears that prayer from the heart. Let's say it together, dear Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I choose to live for you from this moment. Fill me with your hope. Fill me with your peace. Flood me with your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for those that prayed this prayer from their heart today. And I thank you, Father, that even as they have seen this seed crack now, now, Father, your life is flooding them and filling them. Your love is enveloping them. And hope, new hope, is restored within them. Fresh hope that the world cannot take away. Joy rises within. Peace floods over them. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for the new life that is theirs. As the old is gone, the new has come. Now I pray, Father, for those that they already know you. But, Father, this morning you've just been stirring within them. For some of them you're renewing an old dream. For some of them they're they're hearing the voice again that that nudged them to say, step out in faith in this area. Some of them you're speaking fresh and new and saying, I want you to do this. And it's just taking a step of faith and saying, Lord, I hear your voice. I will take that step. Father, I pray for each one that your spirit is talking to you this morning. And I pray that as they hear your voice, as they feel that nudge, That they will go and tell somebody this is what the Spirit talked to me. Maybe he's going to talk to to Pastor John. Maybe Maybe you're going to talk to another member of the staff here, another member of the leadership team, but you're going to go to them. You need to go to them today and say, this is what I sense the Holy Spirit telling me to do. Find somebody. Find somebody to keep you accountable for what God is telling you to do to to take that step of faith. It may look even more insignificant than five loaves and two fish. It may look more insignificant than ten minutes a week. But when it's given to the Lord, he'll multiply it. Allow him to do that work. And Father, I pray for those that have heard that voice this morning. And I pray that they will do what you are calling them to do. They will not hold back. They won't look at the the circumstances of this earth, but they will keep their eyes focused on you, and they will follow you as they take those steps of faith. Because there are people that are waiting to hear. There are people that are waiting to see the gospel. Not necessarily hear it, but see it in action. And Father, I thank you for the lives that will be affected and impacted and saved as a result of obedience. Father, minister your hope and your love to them. Minister your life and your strength. Father, even, the, even those first shaky steps that, that they take, Father, minister your affirmation to them as they follow through with what you are calling them to do. So and encourage and bless them today. Thank you so much again for this church and their partnership for the work that they are doing to reach the lost in this world. Bless and encourage each one with the power of your love today. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing us to be with you. Please pick up a prayer card. We we uh, we covet as I said again your prayers. If you want to visit with us, we're by the, by the table in the back. May God richly bless you.
0: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you very much. We want to partner, uh, continue to partner with this family. We, we are faithful partners of them. But we mm-hmm. want to do uh, an above and beyond uh, uh, offering. And so I'm going to invite, um, who am I inviting? Kara to come and share a little bit of, yeah, it's a special. I'm going to invite you to come and do a special during the song. Is there are there helpers for me for some ushers that are gonna help me collect an offering? I'm not sure if there are if there's not um, you can help okay awesome yeah if there'd just be a couple guys come h- grab an offering out oh, Thank you very much yep just grab one Awesome 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 all right. All right, Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for this family. Thank you, God, for every, every person in this particular church family, God. As we partner together, God, as we, as we join together in unity, Father, I just pray, God, that you, um, you multiply this offering and you accomplish everything that you set out to accomplish. In Jesus' name.
2: Love, roll the stars.
0: Such a beautiful voice. That's so, so awesome. Um, I want to just thank you guys so much for being here and for pouring into this family. They, again, are our family. They're an extension of who we are. And we are just continuing our partnership with them. Thank you for your faithful giving uh, and, and just blessing this family. We just we honor you guys. We love you. Um, I want We're past time, 1130. We'd like to be dismissed. So if you are more than free to go right now. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just sense um, there's kind of a separate thing. I felt Holy Spirit um, during, during, uh, right after worship, I just felt him say um, that they, they hold a measure, a grace of, of calling and trust. Uh, there's, a, there's a measure within them that they've, they have a yes towards God. They actually had to wrestle with thoughts of go sell all you have, give it to the poor, and move out of your comfort zone. They've, they have a yes towards God, a calling. And some of you guys, um, there are some people that have given their lives to God, whether it's a returning or for the first time. Um, I want to invite you, too. You, don't, you don't, certainly don't have to come. But I'm just going to invite our missionaries to come stand by the cross, and they're going to actually impart a grace to us, to anyone who would like to receive a grace of calling. You, 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 maybe it's a sense of, like, man, I've, I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be on the mission field full time, or maybe I just need to think more missions-minded. I, when I when I get up, I'm not thinking about God. I'm not thinking about his kingdom. I'm thinking about my kingdom and what i got to get done. Um, but if you want just a, a sense of yes to heaven, that calling, um, I'm going to invite them. You guys can come now and just stand over here by the cross. Uh, everyone, again, you feel free to be dismissed. You're not less spiritual. You're not none of that. Feel free to be dismissed if you need to be. But if you have like a, you, you just, man, there's something in you that has a, a yes to missions, uh, whatever it is. Before or now, I want you to invite them over there. And also, um, they, they have to wrestle uh, constantly with this idea of trust. They get, get up and they've got to they wrestle. Is what I'm doing value? Is what I'm, Are people with me? Am I going to have the funds met? Yes, yes. You just heard it in the way he talked, you know, how he said uh, uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, he's going to come in. But that constant trust, and it's another measure. It's a grace And God wants to give it to us, to anyone who wants to receive. So if you'd like that, um, feel free to come over here. But you are officially dismissed after I pray. Father, I thank you so much for my family. I thank you so much for um, the the Van, the, sorry, Bob and, and Barb Van Wicks. God, I thank you so much for them. Lord, I just pray a grace, a a blessing, God, on them, Lord, that there's just an open heaven wherever they go, that they're hearing your words, that they're hearing everything you're saying for each body, each family, that they're a part of God as they report all that you're doing. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.